Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Watch Matt Mosley's show. Just rolling through a Thursday afternoon, and we're getting ready for spring game. And uh, Matt Lively joining us now from Channel 6. The man loves a good spring game. Uh, did you ever, as a young journalist, Matt, uh, welcome to the program as always. Let's get right to it, though. Did you ever make it out to like an Arizona State spring game? I mean, I would imagine that was a pretty intimate affair. Uh, I, I can't imagine. I mean, one time I went to an LSU spring game, and it was packed, as you would imagine. It was a packed house. But as a student, did you ever make it out there? What were the Pac-12 uh, spring games like? What kind of atmosphere are we talking about? Yeah, let me level with you here, Mosley. I didn't even know a spring game existed at Arizona State <laughs> University. It was tough announcing, you know, remember, it's 100 plus degrees during the regular season. So it's tough to even get out to a regular season game at ASU. And when you're bad, it doesn't help. So I wasn't really paying much attention to what was going on in the spring. There were other, uh, shall I say, weekend afternoon activities for the fine students who call themselves Sun Devils. Did you guys ever like... uh go up and 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 have some fun on a mountain right there on campus the uh, the i mean it's you're hard pressed to call it a mountain i did hike up at one time it was not exactly uh a 14er or something like that it's a nice just kind of a friendly little hike did you ever make it up to the top of that during your your time there on campus i sure did i would you're hard pressed to even call it a hike I, I gently strolled to the top of a mountain or a hill because uh, that's really what it's more like. But uh, it's great up there. And, you know, during rivalry week when U of A comes up, they, they people, students literally camp out there 24-7 to make sure that nobody can paint the A anything other than white. That's what we whitewash the A, I guess. And then you don't want the Wildcats coming in and putting their blue or red on it. So it's a pretty cool tradition, and it's a nice little overpeak of the campus. It's beautiful, that desert sky at night. So I went up there quite a few times, but not really an exercise thing. I mean, you, you're you're better off spending 10 minutes on a treadmill or something. Boy, I tell you, um, you know, for me, it was uh... – it, it, you know, I was a little older than you at the time at that Super Bowl that was out there. It was a, it was a, well worth my time to go up there. All right, I can I can see how it would be just a simple little stroll for you. Uh, talking to Matt Lively on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And Matt, before we get to the spring game, man, all these spring sports are kind of fun. You know, you you've covered a lot of this. You've got the Baylor women. In that golf, uh, Big 12 championships are out at Dallas Athletic Club, DAC. I've spent a little time out there in my day, and that's going to be kind of fun. The men have theirs coming up. Tennis is going on. A very busy time. And then, oh, by the way, a huge series for Baylor softball with with the Sooners coming back to town after having lost to the Bears in what probably still ranks is one of the bigger upsets of the past three to four seasons 
in um, in college softball. And I think this is an opportunity, Matt, for the Bears to show, hey, there was nothing fluky. Now, of course, they've gone on and they've had a really nice season since then. So I don't really think you can say anything's a fluke. But I think, isn't it weird that even taking one game off of them would would almost feel like winning the series, Matt? I mean, that's how I kind of view it. You're totally right. No one else has has defeated Oklahoma this season. They're untouchable. So, you know, we went to media availability today, and Anna Watson, who was the Big 12 Player of the Week, she actually said, yeah, I think they're a little intimidated coming into Waco this time. Uh, And Sidney Cayazzo said the same thing. You know, we have the upper hand. But the one thing you take away from this Baylor softball program is that they really don't care who's coming to town. Um, I mean, Glenn Moore said it. Sydney said it, Anna said it, that, you know, we're focused on us. We would rather have the W in our column than an L in their column. Like, they don't care about handing Oklahoma another loss and getting to brag about it. And, you know, maybe the Twitter gets to go crazy afterwards. The Baylor social media accounts get to go nuts. But uh, they're just focused on playing strong. It's going to be a sold-out weekend at Getterman Stadium. And Glenn Moore said, I hope the committee looks at this environment this weekend. And, and says maybe we'll be worthy enough to host a regional when that time comes. So there's a lot at stake this weekend, but they certainly feel like the pressure is on Oklahoma, not them, because they've got the win already this season, and they've shown that they can beat them. And then what is hey, it? don't forget Baylor baseball, by the way, who they're going to Texas Tech. That's going to be a, a killer series, and they just finally picked up their first road win on Tuesday against Dallas Baptist. So that's another huge series to watch. You know, Mitch Thompson's done such a nice job this season. After that Duke series, we could have written him off, said, hey, we're not going to cover this team anymore, and, and they have just proven everybody wrong. Now, that win, um, I mean, I, hard, I, you know, I, don't, I usually don't like to correct you, but I know you would be okay with me doing this. That win came against Sam Houston State on Tuesday. Yes. They, did, yes. they did lose to Dallas Bab, DBU, uh, as you recall, last week, barely. They, I think they lost 6-5. to five. That's one of the first times I've heard Matt Lively uh, make an inaccurate statement over the years. Uh, our, All these our small channel- Texas schools, there's too many of them. It, it racks up in my brain. It told Yeah. Yeah. DBU. Boy, you would have there were no A mountains to climb there. You, you when you say <laughs> when you say you had been your weekend activities, that, that that your life would be different if you had have gone to DBU. I'm trying to imagine you functioning on that campus. Where everybody lives, by the so. way. There's no there's no off campus. There's no like, hey, let's go live off campus. Like we did our sophomore year at Baylor. We're like, let's go live over at the Darshane condominiums or the apartments. Let's go live over at the village. At DBU, you never leave campus. Because if you do, it's kind of some you're kind of in danger pretty quickly out where <laughs> DBU is. You just kind of stay right there. They have nice facilities here, right there on uh, campus. Matt Lively joining us. On the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. What are you looking for in this spring game? I mean, we're going to be out there. We're going to do a little pregame, if you can imagine that, a pregame show for a for a spring game. I mean, kind of an interesting choice, but I'm going to be there. I'm going to be excited. Going to be uh, out there with Ward White. We'll be doing that. Um, I I think all eyes will certainly be on the quarterbacks, Blake Shapen and Sawyer Robertson, 
Uh, and then, of course, R.J. Martinez. I kind of like him, too. We'll see him throw the ball around a little bit. I'm getting the feeling that Blake Shapin is going to be named the starter not long after this game. Do you have a different feeling, Matt, or is that the way you see this thing going? No, it's definitely the way I see it going. You know, Dave Aranda said he wants to name a starter by the end of spring, and I put that out there on Twitter, and fans were irate because last year they did that. And by the way, last year Dave Aranda was applauded for doing this in a way where Gary Bohannon had the opportunity to still leave. Well, it didn't work out super well for the Bears where maybe they would have wanted Gary in some spots last year. So now fans are like, yeah, that's really nice of him to name a starter, but you know, you got to look at the team first. So I think this time Dave's lesson is I'm going to name a starter, but I'm going to probably name the guy who the secondary option isn't going to be able to transfer out immediately. And that's the case with Sawyer Robertson. If he loses out on that starting gig, he just transferred in. So the likelihood of him transferring out, sitting out a year, that doesn't, that doesn't seem plausible to me. So I certainly think he's going to name a starter. I think it's going to be Blake Shapin. He's been very complimentary of him, as, as has all the players and coaches we've spoken to. And the one thing that they keep bringing up is that his leadership and his confidence are much better than last year. And, you know, that's kind of something that Aranda would point at on those Monday press conferences was maybe Shapin was getting rattled in the huddle or, you know, maybe the confidence wasn't there after a mistake. So it clearly feels like he has progressed enough. And I agree with you. I think he'll be named the starter outside of that couple things I'm going to be watching for Ketron, Ketron Jackson, who's the, the transfer from Arkansas. Aranda said he's been the most impressive player in spring this year. They desperately need a go-to wide receiver. I mean, last year was tough. There, there's so much talent in that wide receiver room, but it never felt like there was the one security blanket like Tyquan Thornton provided two years ago. So I'd really like to see how he's gelling with this offense. And then I think we're going to have to flip to the defense. It's a, it's a unit that gave up way too many points last year. It got their defensive coordinator fired. Matt Pallage has taken over. Everybody's raving about him. So I really want to look at the secondary that's going to be a young unit. I want to see how they are going to shape up. And then the defensive line is going to be important because you're losing Apuaika and Jackson player, uh, but you still have a couple of great veterans there. All right. Um, I like that thing you did on Dave Aranda recently where you took some of the clips and um, some of his funny things he said, quirky things, and you kind of made a montage and people really <laughs> enjoyed that. I hope you'll go back and listen to his um, – one-on-one with me yesterday, Dave Aranda, and, uh, and and take a listen because there's some stuff you would really love on there where he starts talking about musicians. The boss comes up. A book he recently read on Bono uh, is also uh, mentioned. And, and there's, some, there's just some really interesting things where he kind of com- uh, compares, you know, um, lyrics and and all this kind of thing like with press conferences and there's a there's a whole lot of interesting things that uh that come into play and i i want you to uh take a listen to that uh i, I just thought you would really enjoy that okay matt all right you've got a deal i'm gonna i'm gonna not only listen to it but i'm sure we'll discuss it on saturday at the spring game together oh man i hope to see you up there and that's going to be uh 
that'll be a that'll be a good scene. You mentioned Keytron Jackson um, on the on the other side. Something that Coach mentioned to me that I thought you'd kind of like the young man from Liberty. He said that of like all the people who've popped in these last two scrimmages, three of them are all transfers. The guy we met the other day, Jake Roberts, the tight end, Mike Smith, who came in from Liberty, and uh, and Keytron Jackson from Arkansas. I mean, that is really interesting because I think in the past most of these guys, the transfers had kind of come in and and you know been nice complimentary pieces. It's seeming like these transfers could end up being the the most important guys on the team. A hundred percent. Mike Smith had nearly 250 career tackles coming in here. So this is a guy that was a bonafide starter where he's coming from. You know, you immediately have an advantage over a freshman or, or over a sophomore who didn't get a lot of snaps in his freshman year. So this is going to be a big season to prove how important the transfer portal can be for Baylor because we have seen some, some great additions in years past, but um, from running back to wide receiver to now the defensive side of the ball, this is going to be the way to sh- – I mean, that's the way college football is going. You adapt or you die. I mean, that's the money ball approach, right? Adapt or die. Billy Bean said it. And so that's, a, that's great awareness by Dave Aranda to adapt, bring in some of these guys, and I'm sure it's going to pay off for him this, this fall. All right. I like that. Uh, some Billy Bean, that makes me think of this sad story where the Oakland A's are about not to be the uh, Oakland A's anymore as the uh, ownership has bought some land out in Vegas. Golly, isn't isn't it amazing that all those years, the NFL and everybody, MLB, it's like try to stay away from Vegas and not get too caught up in it. And now that the Raiders went out there, they're all getting right in the middle of it. And uh, you just hate it for these fan bases. Although... I will say, and while the A's have had great fans over the years, they don't exactly go to the games. Now, part of it might be because it's such a dump, but that uh, whatever that Alameda, you know, County Stadium, that horrible thing that they've had, it's been called many things over the years. But Matt, they it'd be one thing if they had like thirty-five thousand people showing up to see them play. <laughs> like, like a great crowd for them is like fifteen thousand. Like that's a really good night for Oakland. That said, it's just kind of sad to to see a storied franchise ball club leave that area. I mean, I guess it's a sign of the times, but it still was. Uh, I, I hated to see it. It's super sad, and to think the Warriors aren't even based in Oakland anymore. They dipped. They're in San Francisco. What's interesting too is Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, was complaining all season long how. Raiders fans aren't even the one filling his own stadium that he's annoyed that there are so many away teams uh, in their fans who fill the stadium. So it's super sad for Oakland. Hey, who knows? Maybe we're blowing this out of proportion. Maybe the A's owner is just super into the casino game and he's bought all this land to open up a, a rival to the MGM. Maybe we're blowing this thing out of proportion and, and they're staying right there, but he just is uh, looking for a casino down the road. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll tell you who's looking for a casino is Mark Cuban. And the next uh, Mavericks uh, arena will be in a casino. And, of course, we'll have some state laws will need to change, but people think it will eventually get there. 
and Mark Cuban wants to, in downtown Dallas or somewhere around there, have a casino that folks will come to. And uh, in a, as part of that casino will be the Mavs Arena. You're not going to hear complaints out of this guy. That let's let's add it all up. Did you did, would you jump in the car and sometimes make the trip from in college? Would you go to Would y'all go to Vegas occasionally? Vegas was a a pretty frequent stop for us. It was five hours, and I would say we made the trip four or five times, and then. We had the beautiful Talking Stick Resort and Casino just 20 minutes up the road from Arizona State, and I was a frequenter of that when I turned of, of legal gambling age. So, you know, do it responsibly, but I think it's a great great activity for anyone who's young and looking at, you know, a little bit of a thrill. All right. I wanted to always try to give you some information that maybe you can use on your broadcast, you and Curtis. Curtis was commenting on me not having the shacket on yesterday, and I had to explain to him that it was 80 degrees. It was not really oh, shacket we weather. Curtis doesn't know the fashion that we know, Mosley. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to come up with on uh, Saturday, but I'll have something for you. Um, shorts, West Virginia. West I hope. <laughs> No, no. Okay. I'm not going to wear shorts in the press box. Number one uh, in all the transfer, the top rankings right now, in the transfer college basketball portal rankings, and Aaron was mentioning this earlier, most people have the West Virginia Mountaineers and Bob Huggins. And as I've joked, most most players are usually trying to get away from Huggy, and he has the number one uh, uh, transfer rate rankings in the country right now, according to College Basketball Report, which still has a blue check mark, by the way. Have you had your check mark removed yet? It's stripped. It's gone. I, I'm probably. I think I'm the only local journalist in America who hasn't tweeted about me losing my. Yeah, I haven't either. Team. We all feel yeah. very important that we need to tell people we were once verified. I, you know. Oh, I know. Wake up. And oh, some, I don't think people care that much. No, no, they don't. But but you know whatever. Um, I don't feel like we owe anybody an explanation whether we decide to have it or not. I don't think it's some kind of statement on our character, as some people are trying to (laughs) indicate. (laughs) All right. um, Good to visit with you and uh, look forward to seeing you on Saturday as the Bears try to get that first victory of the season. All right. That's right. That's right. I'll see you Saturday, Mosley. Okay. Let's go 1-0 on Saturday. Good night. There he goes. (laughs) Matt Lively.